and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. A week or two ago, I put out a call for questions and have gotten a few wonderful gems. So today we're going to tackle this important question. What can you do when your partner is leaning out or says they don't love you anymore or maybe that they never did? Or even more extreme, what what do you do if your partner has an affair and leaves you? What can you do in these situations? Today, you'll get to hear questions directly from other listeners and my answers. If you want to get your questions answered, just record a quick voice memo or video and email it to questions at relationshipalive.com. And please let me know if it's okay to use your voice, because we'll, we'll definitely leave your name out to keep things anonymous, but it's super sweet if we get to hear your actual voice and hear what it sounds like when you're asking your question. Okay, so as always, I want to start with gratitude. Thank you to those of you who have already sent your questions in. And also for those of you who have donated to help support Relationship Alive, I am so grateful. This week, I want to thank Barrett, Nicole, Angela, Sarah, Jordan, Stephanie, and Jennifer. Thank you all so much for your support of Relationship Alive. And if you're finding this show to be helpful for you, uh, just visit neilsatin.com slash support to choose a level of support that feels like it could work for you. Um, you can just do something once. You can do something ongoing. It's all good. And every little bit helps. So thank you so much in advance. If you haven't heard, we are having a Relationship Alive live show here in Portland, Maine on June 6th. For more information, you can visit neilsatin.com slash tickets. And just so you know, this show is featuring Terry Real, author of The New Rules of Marriage, and Katie Matzel as a musical guest who is a local favorite here in Portland, Maine. And we already have people coming from all over the country to see this show. So I'm super excited and I hope to see you there. We're going to dive deep into the questions in a moment. First, I just want to remind you that we do have a free group on Facebook called the Relationship Alive Community, where we have a safe space for people to talk about their relationships. So if you want some support from other listeners, then join the Relationship Alive Community on Facebook. And lastly, if you need support in terms of your communication in your relationship to improve it, I have a new course that's coming out very soon that's going to be super specific to relationship communication. But in the meantime, you can download my top three relationship communication secrets for free. All you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. All right, I think that's it. Let's get into the questions. The first question is from a listener who is also a therapist, and I made the decision to not play her voice just in case her clients are also listening as well, and I wanted to help her maintain her privacy that way. Um, but I want to take a moment just to say first how much I appreciate the vulnerability and courage that it takes to ask for help, especially when you yourself are in a healing profession. 
no one has it perfect all the time and we all have our blind spots and it can be even more painful when you're a coach or a therapist and feel like you should have it all figured out but we all need support at some time or another so i just want to say i appreciate you reaching out with your question and here goes so this listener's question is more or less as follows I'm in a marriage of more than 15 years, and my husband is leaning out. He feels like we got married too quick without really loving me, and I see a way through this, but he's in a pretty dark emotional place where he feels, to me, like he's totally checked out. So, Neil, what is your perspective when people say, I never really loved you anyway, I just got married for cultural or social reasons, or what do you what can you do for the leaning in spouse or partner since they're probably the ones listening anyway how can they show up without pushing their partner further away and how much hope do you see for this kind of situation in your work with couples well dear listener this is a great question and if if you could hear could have heard the tone in this person's voice you could hear the deep sadness about this situation it's painful and so i just again want to say how much i appreciate your reaching out and that i i feel you and i feel i've been in your shoes and uh and i've been in the other shoes as well and i have worked with couples who are dealing with this very situation and as you might expect it's not predictable how that what the outcome is going to be and so there are a few things involved um one is, as you might expect, it's it's always helpful to get support. So part of getting support, though, especially in this kind of situation, is figuring out how you can honor your partner's truth. So um, there are many layers here, and, and I start wondering, like, are there kids involved and the kinds of things that in some respects give you a little bit of leverage because if there are children involved that can make it even more painful and potentially traumatic to end a long-term marriage i'm not saying that it has to be traumatic but it just can add a little incentive because you know let's not pull the wool over our eyes here sometimes separating is the right answer but it's not always the right answer and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right answer if one person is feeling this way, feeling like, ah, I just, I can't connect with feelings of being in love with you. And maybe I never loved you. And maybe we just got married for all the wrong reasons. And I can imagine after a, a relationship that's lasted more than 15 years, there's a lot of water under the bridge. There are a lot of issues that probably need to be dealt with one way or another. And if this partner is leaning out, then it seems possible, if not probable, that that has been their approach all along to rather than stepping in to conflict in a way that actually uh, serves a positive purpose in the relationship that they've leaned out or found uh, found some space or pulled away from problems because perhaps there have been things all along that they haven't known how to deal with 
And the thing is, when you get married at a young age, there's kind of no way around the fact that you only know what you know at that point in your in your life. And of course, that's always true. But especially when you're younger, there's only so much you know about what you really want and what you and you have all these expectations around what a relationship is supposed to be and what getting married is supposed to be if if you're getting married at a young age and a lot of those ideas and expectations won't pan out the way you had thought and at the same time you may discover a lot about yourself along the way that you never knew when you were making the choice to get married. And it could be that if you're not in a process of growth that you've just been getting more and more distant from yourself and distant from knowing yourself. And that could make it even more challenging to connect with who you are and how you feel in the moment. When people get numb to certain feelings, then they're usually numb to lots of feelings. And and that lack of being in touch with how they're actually feeling on the inside can often lead to just seeking relief. Because just if you're numb to those feelings, it doesn't make them go away. They're still there lurking and it can be pretty uncomfortable. But if you're just stuffing that or shutting it down, then you're probably going to start to look elsewhere in some fashion for relief. And that could be just getting out of the relationship. It could be starting to ponder other potential partners. It could be um, issues with substances or porn or or, or, or. There are any number of ways. I mean, you could become fanatical about running triathlons, too. So there, there are all kinds of ways that someone might look to uh, distance themselves from the feelings that they're having and ultimately from the relationship. So I want to normalize both people here. So you leaning in. Um, it makes sense that as you feel your partner pulling more and more away, you're going to wonder like, whoa, wait a minute, where, where the hell are you? Where'd you go? And if you are interested in the success of your relationship, then it makes sense that you're going to feel your safety jeopardized in that place. And the danger is that the way that you respond and show up for your partner, and this was part of your question, how do you show up to avoid pushing your partner further away? Well, if you're showing up from that place of fear about what might happen, fear of the consequences, then that is the kind of response that will most likely push a leaning out partner away. Now, Occasionally, and I don't know enough about your situation to know if this, if it makes sense to deliver an ultimatum. And I'm guessing that even if that did make sense at some point, now is probably not the time. Because the ultimatum could be something like, look, you know, whether, no matter how you feel about it right now, we made a choice to get married. And getting married includes at least trying. So let's at least get ourselves some help and try. And 
you know, I'm making an assumption here that you're not getting help, but it could be that you are getting help, especially if you're a therapist. You could have that could have been one of the first things you turned to. So I don't want to make too many assumptions or proclamations down that road, but certainly getting support together can be so helpful. But even deeper than the support for you as a couple are are two pieces that jump right out at me. The first is how you yourself get support, particularly in all the ways that your your spouse's leaning out is triggering you. So all the ways that that brings up your fear, your fear that it won't be okay if your if your marriage did end, you fear that you wouldn't be okay, and all the things that might be associated with that, all the pain that might be associated with that. I really encourage you to get support specifically around that, to find your okayness in the midst of all of that feeling. Because you will be stronger in how you show up if you are supported in that way. And if you are truly standing on your own two feet and not leaning into the point where... um, where you're looking to your partner for support that they can't give you right now. Um, There are, of course, all kinds of questions that come up for me around like, well, does that seem true that your partner never really loved you? Usually when I hear something like that, it's a sign that a partner is so distant from the way that they felt back then, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that it's just a, fa- a faded memory. And those faded memories can sometimes be called into question, especially if what's happening in the present moment feels uh, so much more true or more real for you. you. You might feel like, well, if I really did love my partner, then how could I be having these feelings that I'm having right now? So where we bridge into now, so there's all the steps that you can take to find your center, super important. And then there's that question about how you show up for your partner. How do you show up for them? And the first thing that comes to me, and and it's always, it's you always gotta improvise, right? In the situation to see what, what feels right. But the first thing is that when I put myself in the position of someone who's been in a long-term relationship, and is leaning away and not sure if I want to be there and is say, even saying things like, I, maybe I never loved you or maybe it was too soon, all of those things. I got to think that there's a lot of pain associated with that because those are pretty big pronouncements to make. And on some level, you also probably know that it would really hurt your partner for them to hear those words that... And, and so there's like the potential for that to be pushing them away. And then there's also the, the pain within you of, of saying those kinds of things. So I want to relate to your partner to, to their struggle. What is, what is going on for them? And as odd as this sounds, can you make it okay that they're having these feelings? Can you make it okay that whatever they're saying might be true for them right in this moment? And can you help them feel really understood? 
And like you're understanding them not from a place of looking for the loophole in what they're saying, like as a way of like proving like, aha, see, you did love me at one point, but just as a way of getting to know them, what their truth is right now in this moment. If you can get to a place where you feel like you're okay either way, like, hey, if this if this marriage ends, if now if this was our time, if this is as far as we were meant to go, then I'm going to be okay. If you can get to that place, just as much as the, you know, because I hear you in your question, I see a way through this, I see the light, and and I I believe you that you do, and can you hold both possibilities? equally so that you know that no matter which one happens you will be okay if you're able to do that and bring that flavor to the conversation with your partner then he might not feel pushed away your partner might not feel like you're trying to convince them of anything or dishonor their feelings and in fact if you're arguing with them about their feelings they'll probably just dig in even harder because it probably took a lot of emotional strength and fortitude to be able to even make declarations like that. Now in the end, there, where, where you want to get to is a place where you've created a container that's safe enough so that you can talk about even more of the current reality. What is it that that you wanted in marriage that you're not getting? What are the ways that you're feeling uh, isolated or alone or like your needs aren't being met? And again, obviously there's room for both of you here. The get, my guess is that both of you are suffering in this moment. There, In fact, there's probably no way that that couldn't be possible. <laughs> there, there's no way that that would not be the case. Um, that that you would both be suffering. So how do you get related to that in a way where you're not at this point trying to fix anything, where it's more about, look, I just, I really want to understand you. I want to understand how you got to this place. Can you help me make sense of how you're feeling? And you can say, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is hard for me. And it really hurts. And and I do love you. And I don't I don't want to force you to do anything. I don't want to force you to be with me. At this point, I just want to understand better what's what's going on with you. Um, and maybe there's a way to the other side of this, and maybe there isn't. Uh, you know me, like this is probably what I would say. I would say, you know me, like I'm generally thinking there's a way through. Um, and that's really going to only work if it becomes our truth. And right now, you know, I can be the only one who's holding that possibility. Um, and that, that often happens in relationships, by the way, where people kind of take turns being the one who are, who's holding the, uh, holding steady with the relationship commitment until, until they work through the, the struggle and find the place where they're both holding it. So that is, 
I think my advice for you right in this moment, how can you build safety for yourself and make sure that you are well supported? And how can you avoid making demands on your partner? It seems as though you, you've intuited that that's not the way to do it. But at the same time, create a space, an opportunity for understanding. And that might even be a context where you could come back into therapy or to get support with with a coach. Maybe if you've already done therapy and it's not working, uh, that could be part of it too, is, is people go into therapy and for whatever reason, the therapy doesn't work. It could be the method, could be the therapist, could be the approach, all of that. Um, could be just be where someone is in the moment, but then like that becomes added fuel to just giving up. So if you are seeing someone, it might be worth seeing someone different and you could just see them under the context of saying like, I want, like, I want us to, to have this conversation with another person present to help hold the space. So to make sure you feel safe, to make sure I feel safe and to just let us have this conversation where it's about me understanding you. Um, and focusing all your attention on understanding where your partner's coming from and seeing seeing them with compassion and maybe even getting related to the things that might also be true for you. Like for instance, yeah, we were super young when we made this choice and and it's true, we were different people and there were lots of pressures on us and um, you know, there, to the extent that you can validate what is going on for your partner and their experience that that could make a huge difference if in nothing else in helping you create closeness in a really painful moment and create safety in a really challenging moment at some point you will have to figure out what you're going to do what your plan of attack is going to be and uh but now isn't the time for that. Now is the time for, for deeper understanding and compassion and to see what comes out of that. Because since you are different people now, 15, 20 years later than you were when you got married, then if you haven't been in the process of falling in love with each other over and over and over again for that whole time, then that's something that might have to be awoken in the two of you in the here and now. And love comes out of being as present as you can possibly be. It becomes challenging when what you're present to is something that's really painful. And at the same time, it's that presence with each other where you really find each other, where you really hear each other, where you understand each other, where you breathe together where you can look into each other's eyes and just empathize with, wow, like how did we get here after all this time? That's when you can start to relate to each other, when you can start to feel each other again. And maybe you're feeling each other in your pain or your sadness or your fear. And those are just bridges to other core emotions as well, like the possibility, the excitement, the, the joy and maybe even the attraction for each other that is hard to feel when you get polarized and, and things get numb. Okay, so dear listener, thank you so much for your question. 
please do follow up with me and let me know how things are going. And uh, I know for a fact that there are lots of people listening that this question has been helpful for along with you. So please let me know how it lands. And, uh, you know, you can always send in a follow-up. Okay, let's move on to our next question. And this one, we actually will um, get to hear the voice of the person. So I'm going to play their question right now. Actually, one moment. Before I do, I need to just take a minute to let you know about this week's sponsor. And this sponsor has... Uh, supported the past few episodes of Relationship Alive, and they're offering a really unique and different date night opportunity for you. Or if you're not looking to go out on a date, it could be an amazing experience for you and a group of friends. Their name is Sweet Hop, and what they offer is very cool. At venues and arenas all across the country, there are games or concerts, and sadly, often the luxury suites and the VIP boxes at these games uh, sit empty because the people who own them aren't there, and so no one is there enjoying the show from this prime location and having this luxurious experience. Well, that's where Sweet Hop, Sweet Hop comes in. Um you get to experience what that could be like because Sweet Hop actually makes those seats available to you um, in groups of two to eight seats. Which, so it's perfect for a date night or a group of friends. And when you get the luxury suite access, it also often gives you access to the luxury bathrooms, to the luxury food and beverage options. And uh, you can also often get the VIP entrance to the venue. So there are a lot of fringe benefits that come with these seats, along with often an amazing view of the show. And you don't have random drunk people following falling all over you. You only have the you know, hopefully not too intoxicated people of your choosing who are there with you for the show. So on the Sweet Hop website, you can browse a list of all the venues in your area or the events or games that are happening, and you can see what is available for you. So if you're looking for an extra special date night option that your partner definitely will not forget, check out Sweet Hop. If you visit www.sweethop.com slash date night you can find a show or a venue near you that's s-u-i-t-e hop.com slash date night and thank you so much sweet hop for sponsoring this episode and the past few episodes of relationship alive okay so let's hear today's second question my wife had an affair about two months ago, and shortly thereafter, just a few days after, she moved out to be with the affair partner. We are still married. Uh, there hasn't been any talk of divorce, but there also hasn't been any talk of repair. And what I'm wondering is if you have any advice to help me to move on. I really feel like I'm stuck. So... Anything would be super helpful. 
Okay, so first off, dude, that sucks. And I'm so sorry that that's what you're going through. Today's today's episode is the the painful partner episode, apparently. And uh, it's no fun to be in your shoes. And uh, I'm, I've been there. So again, I know what it's like. And I think that's one of the probably one of the biggest challenges that you can go through in a relationship. And it's interesting that you're still married and you're, so you're not talking about divorce and you're not talking about repair either. It kind of makes me wonder what you are talking about. And of course, what has come um, to pass since then. So there, there's a lot of missing information here. And, you know, at some point, I apologize that I did not get it together enough to actually be able to follow up with you because it would have been great to, uh, to have you live to chat about it and get a little more information. Um, so I'm going to go with what I got. And your question is, what do I do? Um, now, when someone is having an affair, they're leaning out in a way that's really extreme, right? So it's it's a flavor of what we were listening to before. And it's an extreme flavor. So what that means for you is that you need to ensure that you are getting the care and support that you need to deal with the trauma of having that all happen. Um, I don't get the sense from you that it was just a no big deal kind of thing. So I want to make sure that you're getting the care and support that you need and finding that place within you, the place of stillness, the place of acceptance, the, the place of knowing that you're okay and that while decisions like this can feel like they're about the relationship and granted, you know, this is sometimes a little painful to hear, but there, there is always a, a co-created dynamic happening in a relationship. And so for you, ultimately, there will be a time for you to think about and process like, how did this happen? What did, what role did I play in creating this dynamic? I'm not saying it's your fault that your wife decided to have an affair. In fact, like far from it, that's her choice and her responsibility to take. Um, my preference for people who are in committed long-term relationships is that they don't make that choice and that instead when things are challenging in their relationship for one reason or another, they lean in to their relationship. They figure out how to get through those challenging moments uh, there and then. And usually affairs don't just happen out of the blue. They're, there's a stage that is set for them that can take months and years often to develop, um, at least in most situations. Now, there are some times when people enter a relationship and they weren't really ready to be committed. And so they end up, you know, being kind of loose with their agreements. My guess is that that's not where you're coming from. So there, there are a few things going on here. 
the of course I have big questions about what's going on for your wife. What what has she told you about her intentions, or is she just like off and and vanished into the the promise of whatever this connection brought to her? Um, one of the most challenging things for you is going to be finding your compassion for her. Again, not that you have to approve of her choice, not that you aren't feeling hurt, but the long journey that comes next, either towards repair or towards dissolving in a way that feels kind, involves recognizing each other's humanity and being able to have that kind of conversation. So I think you'll probably understand why I paired your question with that other listener's question, because in many respects, the answers are very similar. Similar, but more extreme, because I really want to make sure that you are being held and supported in your pain, that you are finding the, the, the threads to help you make sense of what happened. Again, you don't have to approve of what happened, but the idea is to take whatever parts of you might still be feeling a little bit insane, a little bit crazy for this whole thing having gone down, to help ground those parts of you in a sense of understanding about, oh, okay, this is, this is what's happened, and this is how I'm now feeling unsafe, or this is how I feel traumatized, and finding ways to show up for yourself and ways to get support that will help you feel as grounded as you can in a time that undoubtedly is painful for you. All the advice that I gave that other caller, that other questioner, is it stands for you because those things are so important. And if you can get to that place of feeling okay either way, also important. And it sounds like you're in the okay either way zone. You're in this limbo of not knowing really what's going to happen next. And the best thing that you can do is to figure out your own truth. So step one, handle your pain. And there are any number of techniques for doing that. If you, if you listen to the episodes that I've had on how to, how to recover when you've been triggered, um, if you're working with a, a therapist or a coach, um, this is another great way that they can support you is to actually help you find uh, techniques that truly work for you to get centered when you're in a triggered, painful place to, you know, if you have tears to shed, to weep and to be held in that. If you have anger and rage to voice, to have a place for that too. It all would make a lot of sense to me. And that being said, I have also worked with lots of couples who have dealt with infidelity, with affairs, where their partner fell madly in love with another person, where they thought the marriage was over, where the partner even left and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go have a relationship with this person, and where... It, they, where those people actually were able to repair their relationship and come back together. Now, that journey of repair is a long one, and it takes two people being willing to participate in it. 
So until you get to that place, the best thing you can do is to get to know yourself really well, to give to give a, 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 a venue to all of the feelings that you're feeling and to really express them and to not feel like you have to express them at your wife to feel but to feel like they're still honored in the end you'll be able to make choices about how to for instance let your wife know how angry you are or how sad you are or how hopeful you are for something from a place that isn't looking to resolve those feelings with her but you can still let her know the impact that her actions are having on you and that was something that you know i didn't hear much about in your question um but again like our other questioner i have to think that there's probably a lot going on for your wife and it's going to be a mix a mix of uh regret uh elation uh fear relief so many things uh and to the extent that you can get related to what her experience is in the end that kind of understanding and compassion is potentially what can bring you back together if that's in the cards for the two of you those also are conversations where it can be super helpful to get support and that can be dicey right like if you're if you're uh spouse is living with their affair partner or seeing their affair partner then they may not have any interest right now in uh, going to see a counselor with you Uh, you could make it clear when the timing is right that it's not about convincing them of anything it's just about wanting to understand better what's going on with them and wanting to understand better what happened um And you want to be really careful. This is a time to work with a therapist or a coach who has worked with people in this situation because you really want to shield yourself as much as possible from being blamed for what happened. Uh, You... It's a fine line there. And sometimes it's helpful to have a third party to just kind of be the the temperature gauge in the room about whether blame is happening or shame is happening and and to help keep two people having a really challenging conversation in touch with themselves and in touch with each other and in touch with a way of having that conversation that's actually generative that's actually positive for them and and bridge building the only way through for you guys to actually make it to the other side together is to fully understand what happened and to make systemic changes in your relationship and generally when you've reached a a breaking point like this there really is no going back there's no going back to the person that either of you was before so the journey ahead is all about integrating who you are now integrating what you've learned about yourself and going through this process, integrating what you're learning about your relationship, integrating what you have, what your new awareness is actually 
uh, create for you in terms of the new things that you're going to want to do. So if things are to continue, how do you safeguard yourselves from that kind of vulnerability while you repair? But the thing is, as you mentioned, you're not even at that place yet. And the way to get there is to keep the door open, to not be shaming or outwardly rageful towards your wife, to be amenable, to do your best to just be compassionate and understanding as hard as that can be, and to ensure that you have the support that you need, the resource that you need to be able to show up in that moment being fully you in your truth. My guess is that down the road, it you may be really clear, like, hey, I, I didn't sign up for an open relationship, like, so this kind of thing isn't, isn't going to fly with me. You may have a different decision, like, oh, if that's what we're going to do, then let's have some conversations about that. Um, I did have a recent uh, interview with Tammy Nelson where we talked about uh, couples making those kinds of changes as a way of responding to infidelity. People in your shoes do sometimes get to the other side and actually heal their relationship. It doesn't happen all the time. It is possible. And the best way for you to get to that place one way or another is to focus on the healing within you that's required. Dealing with your pain, dealing with your shame and guilt if you have it, and then getting real about the ways that you've been showing up or not showing up in relationship so that whether it's with your wife or with someone new, you're prepared to show up more brightly and to not make any of the same mistakes. You'll make different mistakes, but at least you won't hopefully be making the same mistakes again. And again, this is not to blame it on you. It's just this gentle, please, I hope you're hearing this gently, gentle recognition that we all are in this dance with our partners. And the purpose of uncovering our our part in it, our the places where we are responsible or the places where we've held beliefs about ourselves or our partners that in the end didn't serve us, the purpose of uncovering those things is so that you can get beyond them, so that you're not being restricted by them, so that they are not an obstacle to your truly knowing yourself, truly knowing your partner, and being able to show up for whatever is truly there for you now, not what was there for you years ago and not what you imagine will be there for you in the future, but what is there right now. I hope that that has been helpful for you and just know that my heart goes out, out to you in this moment of pain and challenge. And I want you, if at all possible, to see this as an opportunity to develop your own resilience even more deeply, to connect with your own strength, with your own warrior spirit, the part of you that knows you can handle this. And when I say handle this, I don't mean handle it stoically, like you're just going to sweep it under the rug, that you can give voice in a safe way to the full range of who you are 
your pain, your sorrow, and hell, maybe there are even parts of you that are like, thank God, like there's, there are other things I had in mind, <laughs> right? So I'm guessing this didn't happen out of the blue and that there are things that you might have liked to have been different in your relationship. This is a great time for you to get really clear on all of it and to emerge stronger for it. And everyone around you will notice that strength and resilience. And of course, I encourage you to, to reach out to someone else for help if you haven't already. And uh, I do work with people around this issue. Um, you can always reach me, Neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com if you're interested in coaching or support. Or any of you listening, if you are going through something like this, it is hard and my heart goes out to you as well. There are so many of us out there who have been through this kind of situation and the more that we can normalize that experience and also find the pathway through, compassion for ourselves, compassion for our partners and open the doors to healing, then the better we all are. So thank you so much for your question and your and uh, your willingness to have your voice on air. I appreciate that. And again, if you have a question that is burning within you about your relationship or maybe a relationship of someone you know, then just record it on a voice memo or send me a send me a video and send that to questions at relationshipalive.com and we will choose ones that feel appropriate for the show and uh, it's I think going to be super interesting for all of us I want to close with an invocation here for everyone who is going through this and whether you are the, the leaning in partner the bewildered partner or whether you're the partner who's had the affair who is um, is on your way out or not sure if you love your spouse there's room for all of us here and I don't blame you for feeling that way I hope you hear that some of those choices are not choices that are conducive to a long-term relationship but let's get real what whatever fosters those kinds of choices is typically it's typically the result of a lot of pain or confusion or uncertainty and i honor that it's not it's not an easy road sometimes and the way that we get through it is for all of us to overcome whatever shame we have and to look at ourselves more clearly and hopefully to understand ourselves and to be understood more deeply. And that is my wish for all of you. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Next week, we will be hearing from Cheryl Fraser, who is the author of Buddha's Bedroom, which is all about bringing Buddhist and mindfulness practices into your intimate sex life with your partner the kinds of things that we've been talking about today that is mindfulness at 10 even at 11 bringing that level of awareness to yourself and to your partner and compassion is what it's all about so it can bring healing in a time of pain and it can bring deep connection and passion 
in times where you are actually not in crisis with your partner. So I will see you next week with Cheryl Fraser. And until then, do send in your questions. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Download the communication guide. Consider coming to Portland, Maine on June 6th for the live show with Terry Real. And take care. Until then.